Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Hey guys, today is going to be a great morning, and I'm excited to connect with you guys. Today we're going to talk about the ghost of fear, overcoming those ghosts of fear, and acting boldly. 
in, the spite, in spite of any internal or external obstacles you may face. But I'm curious, right now, looking at all these wonderful, beautiful people in this room and on the stage, who would like to share, because I like to start, just finding out what fears, what opportunities, what dreams people are pursuing this year. And this is a chance for you, if you're in the audience and you want to share, raise your hand. I would love to hear. Let's do about 10 minutes or so of shares. Uh, so flash your mic. If you have a big, bold dream you're pursuing this year, that you're having to face some of the obstacles. You're having to face some internal fears. And I'll give an example. Last year, and last year I became a dad. And frankly, it was a little scary. The birth was a little scary because the baby got kind of stuck on the way out. And that was an intense moment. Uh, but then the beautiful miracle of holding my daughter, uh, Sonnet is her name, and holding her. Like I just had that divine kind of presence and download and tears as I'm holding her. Um, and knowing everyone was okay. Obviously, that was, a, that was a, a beautiful moment after 36 hours of my wife's labor. She was, she was a hero in that. And then secondly, I came out with a book, my first book. And man, I don't know about you guys. Anytime you're, you're shifting into identity, a new identity, there's like an invisible upper limit, an invisible barrier you have to cross but it's very real subconsciously and it's almost like you know our bodies are designed to keep us safe they're designed to hold to say hey all right this is what you know this is what you uh, are this is who you've been or this is what you've done before um, stay here this is safe but my body was like oh man i almost did not want to promote my book when it came out during launch week just subconsciously even though i've like uh, i did I did a good job with writing my first book. I thought it was a really good book. I thought put a lot of effort into it, um, and it was really thoughtful, and it's the most complete process I had ever seen for helping someone find their genius. But I had a lot of internal angst for the first couple weeks the book was out. And, but now I feel a lot more comfortable with it because I've shifted into that identity as being an author. But I'm curious for you guys. You know, I'd love for some, some amazing people on stage, speakers, moderators, or if you're in the audience and you want to share one thing that you're facing, a fear, etc., raise your hand and let's have a few shares. And then, and then ways, so you're, at, you're sharing, um, sharing your fear and then sharing one way that you're wanting or are currently acting boldly in the pursuit of that fear or that dream. Let's see, Mike Flash, Mike Flash, if you want to share, dun, 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 dun. And if your fear is to actually speak in public, then maybe you should speak in public. All right, I uh, see the amazing Anjali. Why don't you go first, my friend? Good morning. I just wanted to first say that I just received your book, The Genius Within, and I'm so excited to get started with reading all of the information that you've been sharing on the platform. First of all, um, you know, the, your encouraging words has really inspired me to keep moving in my direction of actually becoming a speaker because oh, of, <laughs> because of my um, traumatic experiences um, with uh, childhood trauma 
and um, with abuse from my parents. And so I have, I am an author uh, called Purposely Chosen and it's uh, available on ebook and hard copy on Amazon. And that was one of the things, um, things that I came out of my, you know, um, shell with sharing my testimony and not being ashamed of what I've gone through to help others through that experience. And so one of the things I'm doing, just like I'm doing now, coming up on stage, um, you know, and speaking because uh, I used, you know, I was always afraid to speak because I didn't think no one would hear what I had to say. And so um, this is one of the things that um, I say is the first step for me is just making the step and not, you know, and you all just make it so comfortable to come up and speak. So I, I appreciate just, you know, joining in when I can and just taking that step to come up and um, raise my hand and accept when someone even, you know, have the uh, invitation to come up on stage. So I appreciate that. But I look forward to reading the book and just um, moving forward with speaking on stages to women and men who have gone through childhood trauma and to move forward in their 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 goals and destinies and dreams. This is Amazing Angel Lee, and I'm done speaking for now. Amazing Angel Lee, that is amazing. I love it. And you know what? The world with so much that's happened the last two years with COVID and everything, and then there's just different levels of mental health. And my wife, as most of you guys have heard, she went through tremendous abuse as a child too. And we're currently not talking to our mom and stepdad just to protect from the, you know, sometimes you gotta have healthy separation and 100%. So I'm super pumped for you on that. Let's get, another thing that I wanna plant the seed for you Amazing Angelie is, is I have uh, an event in Dallas with my buddy Travis Believes, who's one of the top viral content creators in the world, worked with Prince EA, Tom Bilyeu, Lewis Howes. So that's coming up in May. And then also I'm doing another thing with Dan Clark, one of the top uh, speaking coaches and, and experts. He's, he's spoken in 78 countries, done keynotes in 78 countries. So message me if you're interested in either one of those, um, just to step into that. Um, but Every, every Tuesday, you're welcome to speak on, on this stage uh, in the morning with me. So I want to invite you as well. All right. So love that. Keep acting boldly. Who else has a share? Where are they acting boldly? And what fear are you having to overcome? Let's see. Who's got one? Ramon, Credit Ninja, Monica, Jackie, Lady Jules, G.I., Lynette. Who's got one? Let's see. Flash your mic. I want to have a few more shares before I dive in. Justin, welcome. What? What's up, Mike? Since you called my name, I can always join you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, I think that one thing I'm stepping into, I have a call today at 10.30 a.m. with a company about doing some work for them that I'll have to let go, Mike, of some other things. So it's a huge opportunity, but, you know, Marvin talks about, right, distractions or not, et cetera. So it's one of those moments like, is it good that I went on Oprah? That's not the case, but like, or should I say no? It's it's that big. So that's one thing I'm going through in the next few hours, if that qualifies for what you're talking about. Yeah, and let me ask you this, Ramon, though, too. Because Ramon, if you guys don't know him, he's one of the top experts of helping big businesses connect with small businesses. And uh, But I'm curious, what what's something really bold for your vision for this year that you're like, hey, man, I've got to step up into this. I got to move in this direction. I cannot play small in this area of my life anymore. I'm curious. A uh, TV show is one, is one. I don't know if that qualifies for, but TV show is definitely something I'd like to do and I've toyed with doing. 
Uh, but it, it's a stretch goal. It takes a little more intensity to have one's TV show when there's only, what, X number of slots for TV shows. Not YouTube, not live stream, not Zoom, TV. All right. So. And what's, when are you going to take action on that? What's, what's next for that? Stop, Mike Zeller. You're digging way <laughs> too deep. Stop it. We're live with 4,000 people, dude. Um, oh, man. You see, you'll have to just unpack that out of me now. I don't even know how to answer your question. Now I'm start- Now Ramon's starting to stutter on Mike Zeller's stage. <laughs> well, we got a chance to connect later this week, so we'll chat more about it. Oh, we'll have to record uh, that call and play it live to back to everybody next Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> all right. Who else would like to share? Who's... Who's being bold this morning? Who's feeling frisky and feeling bold and wants to share something crazy that they're stepping into? I want to hear a few more shares. We got some amazing people. Megan, I see you. The med spot expert. Who else? Flasher mics, Babs. Who's got a share of where they're being bold? William, I see you, my friend. You're up. Hey, uh, good morning. Thank you. My share is uh, finally stepping into the program with Stephen Kuhn, uh, your humble alpha. I realized that uh, that's what I needed. I need to get back on the program, and uh, that's my share. Thank you. All right. Dude, that's one great thing. All right, so when we act decisively, when we decide that we are decision makers and that we can act decisively, and, and whether it's joining a program, whether it's asking that guy or that girl out or taking that job or saying no to uh, ill treatment from others, when we act boldly, we grow stronger. We, we want to lean into that. So today, I want to tackle the six or seven primary fears that we face. And we're going to unpack this further. And if anyone else has a share that they would like to lean into or something they're being bold about this year, uh, flash a mic one more time, give them one more chance, and we'll have, we'll have more shares. Oh, did I see Babs? Yeah, Babs, <laughs> go ahead, my friend. You're up. Hi, how you doing this morning? It's Babs Alexander, international vocal coach. But I was, I was sitting here and I was hesitant to say this because, um, this is the first year I have, uh, taken on. And now this is for the nonprofit because, um, I wanted to get them stable before I transition over into fully into my for-profit. But I have started a free nutrition enrichment program. And, and my greatest fear is, oh my God, I need to make sure I'm able to feed all of these children and provide all of these programs. You know, so I had to come up with a, a whirlwind of an idea in order to get that much funding to help this, that many children. So that's my fear at this point. I love that. And and do you have a big goal around this, the nonprofit side? Because I love, Babs, you actually perfectly illustrate something that catalyzes us to overcome our fear, which is a cause bigger than ourselves. And I'm curious if you have something that's, what, why is that really driving you and how are you leveraging that internally to help you overcome any fears? Well, what's driving me is I, I see a great need among um, low income and single, single mothers who don't have those after school programs that's needed. So I took on this challenge, um, you know, with one of the foundations, but I mean the shortfall of how much we need past what they're given. I was like, oh my gosh, we're looking at $295,000 every eight weeks. 
for just six schools. So I, it, it made me nervous. But I, I started a, um, a, a campaign called Connecting Connecticut Together to uh, 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 bring community engagement. So I'm hoping that brings the funds that we need for arts and CT. So we'll see. <laughs> all right. All right. Good word, Babs. Well, Babs, uh, really proud of you. Keep stepping into that, helping solve that problem and that challenge. And uh, I'm excited. Anyone else want to share real quick uh, a fear and how they're acting boldly? Hey, Michael, I'll speak real quick because yeah. honestly, um, I, I think I, I need to connect with you after this because I think you can help me with this big fear I have. So uh, I've been playing pretty small, not small in terms of small, small, but I am stepping into uh, extremely high ticket brand strategy this year and taking my business from working with small, small businesses uh, to, to larger businesses and brand strategy. And so I'm stepping out in a big way, uh, going from, you know, thousand and fifteen hundred dollar packages to tens of hundreds of thousand dollar packages and uh, it's a big fear because I think I'm gonna probably lose some of my smaller clients along the way but this is something that's always been my long-term goal and uh, I've, I've put in the time and the work and the coaching and the and everything to be able to get myself to this point so uh, it's it's a big fear even sitting on a stage with a green bean and being successful I think it, it's important that everyone understand we all have those fears when we're going to take something to the next level so that's that's my goal for this year is is stepping out on faith and and we're going to go after the the big numbers so definitely i want to i want to connect with you here in the next week or so and uh and uh dive a little bit deeper into what i'm doing and uh, see if you might be able to help me on this path michelle thank you for your courageous share and 100 percent and uh that's a big part of my background most of my programs and people that have helped like uh, work with goalcast for example back in 2018 and we tripled their average ticket price from 12K to 36K and, and almost 5X their closing ratio. And, um, and part of it, what I'm, I'll, I'll help you have a, create a pathway, but um, one of the other things um, is working on a new identity. And this is gonna tie into what we're talking about today as well of like, you know, there's, there, you can have your identity that has been serving the current audience, but then you need to start creating an identity that serves this new audience and almost a persona. And who is she? What, how does she act? How does she lead? How does she think? How does she show up? How does she value herself as well? So uh, I'm excited to connect and thanks for sharing that as well. That was really bold and you, you're brilliant. So it will be fun to see, see what you step into with that. Thanks, my friend. I'm excited. Yes. All right, guys. So, and Michelle, just shoot me uh, your best email uh, to connect on, and I'll uh, shoot you my calendar, and we'll find a window to connect. Sounds next good, week friend. Or later this week. Thank you. Beautiful. You got it. All right, guys. So, here are the six fears that I want to tackle. The first one is the fear of poverty. This is uh, this is one where we both are afraid at times of not making enough money, and then also we're afraid of making too much money. Sometimes, again, you know, why do 74% uh, of lottery winners within three and a half years of winning tens of millions of dollars, they're literally bankrupt. Their identity, their body did not feel like it was safe to have wealth. This is why um, inherit, people who inherit a lot of wealth or luck into wealth, they usually lose it pretty quick. Pro athletes, this is a challenge for them too. About, uh, somewhere in the 70% range 
of pro athletes within three years of their playing career being over, they're again back to their uh, previous income level and poverty level or state of abundance if they had abundance, right? So how do we work on fear of poverty? And we're gonna tackle that a little bit further. How do we tackle um, uh, being feeling like we're in a state of lack um, and moving from scarcity to abundance? Second one, second big fear I wanna to tackle today as much as possible, fear of criticism. And this is where also public speaking, public speaking is consistently ranked as people's number one fear. They're more afraid of public speaking than death. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I, I, I think that's crazy that people would rather die than speak in public. Lots of us. Okay. So there's a, that's a big, big challenge there. Fear of ill health. My wife battles this one. She's a little OCD on this and she's uh, even her personality type and astrological type. I don't remember all the details, but it talks about how she's going to be a little bit of a hypochondriac around health. And I mean, we've, we've done so many different things um, to work on that and we're working on it. We're doing neurofeedback right now, but ill health, uh, always feeling like, oh, I'm going to have an, a disease or something's going to go wrong or I'm going to die early or I'm going to... Um, you know, lose my stamina, etc. Things like that. Fear of ill health is a big one. Uh, fourth one, the fear of loss of love. Uh, admittedly, this is one that I probably have because, you know, with my wife, I've got she's very uh, emotionally connective, and and you know, I love it. I, I, didn't have, I grew up with emotionally connected parents as much, and so like having that at times, there's moments of fear of loss of love, right? And that can drive you both positively and negatively. Fear of old age. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I'm amazed at how many different lotion types there are for women. Um, my wife has so many different lotion types. There's like cuticle lotion types and this lotion type and this. I'm like, how many face lotions do you have? Why do you have so many different face lotions? Well, the pharmaceutical industry has figured out how to uh, really market to women on that. Um, but also to men. I don't want to get old. I don't want my stamina, my testosterone. I don't want my sex drive. I don't want my muscle uh, uh, strength to decline too much. In fact, I'm like, I had lunch with a good buddy last week who's an MD. I'm 42. We talked about testosterone injections because He's like, Mike, it's been a game changer in his mental fatigue. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day body fat, his energy, his stamina, his confidence, all that has been way up, right? So fear of old age is a big challenge, right? We don't want to age. And fortunately, there's a lot of, lot of great breakthroughs happening right now around uh, longevity. I'm doing NAD+, I'm doing um, a bunch of other different types of supplements and IV injections and working on a new biohacking venture um, that we're launching in Nashville. And it's around anti-aging and reverse aging. You can have, I know people that have a biological age of 60, but their cellular age is in their 40s. 
So you can actually reverse age. That's part of the power of these stem cells, those type things. Um, so you can tackle that fear of old age um, in some regards and help reverse some of those things, um, both psychologically and actual in the physical side. And the next one is fear of death. The last one is the fear of death. So, you know, last night, frankly, we were watching a, a TV show and uh, it was Modern Family. And, you know, I got really sad for a moment um, because it had this, it was telling the story of this family and, and you know, some, the mom passed away in the show. I got sad. I literally cried for a little bit. Um, in the midst of this, it's a comedy, you know, it's like Seinfeld, or whatever. And, and then also I got really sad thinking about, you know, my little baby, Sonnet, she's 10 months old, she's going to be walking soon. She... <sighs> Getting sad here, again, you know, it's like, man, life goes by so fast. And losing those moments, but, you know, the next moments open up. But man... I'm just grateful for those moments I have right now, but also like, I want to relive them. I don't know about you guys, but I like, I love, I, I certainly hope whenever we pass from this life to the next, that we go back and we get to experience so many beautiful moments and miracles. And there's a, I, I sense and hope and just the evidence that I see of people that have passed from this life to the next and then come back, you know, after being dead for like five minutes and they all have almost the same type story, white lights and seeing Jesus and seeing people they love. And so it seems like the afterlife is very real, but you know, we don't know we're on this side of the river right now, but uh, man, I want to experience those moments again, those beautiful moments of life. I don't know if you guys are with me, but feels real when you have those heartfelt tugging moments on on your soul where you're like wow there's something magnificent about life this is a beautiful moment beautiful joy even in the midst of sadness you can have beautiful sadness there's a beautiful sadness right beside beautiful joy oftentimes if you look around right um so Anyway, didn't plan on getting that vulnerable around that, but I'm, I love being a dad. I didn't think I would like this toddler stage as much, but um, I do. <laughs> and it's sad, it's fear of loss, right? Of losing some of those moments. All right, so I'm gonna unpack here in a second. Also, people who have overcome massive fear. Let's look at Oprah Winfrey, Henry Ford, Elon Musk, Walt Disney, many, many others. I want to unpack a few people as well. All right. So, um, let me ask you guys this. What, any, anything come up for any of you guys that we've been unpacking some of this fear side? Anyone want to share before I go a little bit further? Just want to create a little space in case. So, all right, Renee, I see you. Welcome. Uh, all right. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Fear of poverty. How does that show up? How does that come up? Anyone facing some fear of poverty right now? You don't have to speak, but just flash your mic if you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not in my full wealth mindset. All right, I see that. I see a few of you, uh, a few boldness. All right, good, good. And you're welcome to share. And you can be wealthy and have a fear of poverty, right? You can have millions in the bank. You can have zero in the bank 
you know, you can have so many assets, but still be struggling with fear of poverty. All right, so I want to unpack this a little bit further. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through um, some different elements around this. Um, one of the things I see over and over and over in this fear of poverty is the sense that we're just not going to, uh, like the money is not going to be there. And that we are focused. I want us to pay attention to where our focus is. When you're in a state of lack, you're not grateful for what you have. All right? And I, I face this, right? Sometimes I have moments where as an entrepreneur and leader, you're like, oh, where's my you know, next big chunk? Is this really going to work? Is this going to uh, be as great as I think it is? Or is it going to be you know, less than uh, the goal or whatever, right? And here are some symptoms of the fear of poverty. The first one, uh, and, and as we unpack these symptoms, you might want to write some of these down. But the first symptom that comes up is indifference. And I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago. One of my uh, brother-in-laws, he's got, I think he's got a little indifference. He's, his ambition, it's almost like he's, he's 25, but he's, he's a little stunted in his, his drive. And he's willing to accept poverty. He's willing to accept less, far less than what he could have, even though he's a father of three kids at this point. So he's not driven by as much. Uh, he's got what most of us would say, um, a little bit of laziness and lack of initiative. And, and so he's got, uh, subconsciously, as I read this, I'm reading Think and Grow Rich again. And that's where a lot of this uh, comes from today. But as I was reading this, I was like, man, I wonder if I can help him get activated and become aware of this, this challenge that he has of fear of poverty. And because if, it's almost like learned helplessness. And so we're going to unpack how to overcome the fear of poverty here in a second. Second one, indecision. So William, you were talking about signing up with Stephen Kuhn. Phenomenal. Like moving forward. Anytime we move forward in decision making... Instead of in abdicating decisions, instead of staying on the fence, boldness has genius, power, and magic in it, as Johann von Goethe said. You want to be bold. How can we be bold and decisive with where we're going? You know, uh, what is, what is it? So, uh, quiet women don't make a difference in the world, or something like that. I remember some quote around that. But you got to be bold and decisive. The next one is doubt. What are the doubts that are handcuffing me? And some of the doubts that we could have, uh, one of the sessions I just did on Sunday was I did a Claim Your Power NLP session. And when, when we do this, we're often releasing this trapped doubt, this trapped fear. Like someone uh, earlier was talking about the trauma that they face. Uh, I think it was An Anjali, awesome Anjali. She was talking about that. Megan, I saw you on mic. Did you want to share? No? Okay. No worries. And if you guys have a share, feel free to pop in and just uh, let me know. But when you, are, when you have a trauma, when you have uh, a doubt that is almost trapped in your body, like I went through in 2018, I lost some money, uh, a significant chunk of money in, in business and got married during that season. And it was really brutal. It was, it was the worst financial season of my life. Okay? And I also got married during that season. Not a great time to go through the worst financial season of your life. 
Um, and I had a wedding in Florence, Italy, and I had a wedding celebration in Nashville, and I had to pay for all this stuff, and every, my finances are falling apart because my cash cow business disintegrated right before we got married and had a bad investment property and all these things. Well, um, you know, this in the last year or so, I've realized where's part of my hesitation coming from? Because, uh, you know, one year I started like three or four businesses and I've hesitated a little bit on this biohacking venture. We're finally getting it off the ground next month and I've worked through it and I'm on the other side of it. But that hesitation, I've had doubt in my spirit of being as bold as I need to be because of that trauma that is, there's energy still trapped there and I have to work out that trauma, that work out the fears, work out the anxiety um, and of losing, right? And, and frankly, this, this business is set up to succeed. There's very little risk uh, that I have. We've already got money in the bank on it. It's, it's pretty, uh, the, tea, the tea is set up for me to go down, the, go down, you know, take a good swing on the tea and, and send it down the fairway, Tiger Woods style. But I um, haven't done it yet. We haven't fully done it yet, but the pieces are finally moving in that direction. So worry is the next one, the next signal. I usually expressed by finding fault with others, uh, sometimes spending beyond one's income, uh, next one is over caution. Uh, this is where you're just habit of looking for the negative side of every circumstance, right? So, and what happens is sometimes we get trapped in those cycles and it's almost like there's a wave. And I'm, uh, I came up with a book title uh, yeah, Sunday during an NLP session. And what I realized is it's like our life is in a wave. The whole Whole, all of energy, all of the world is made up of waves, right? Einstein discovered theory of relativity by studying light waves. And why did they bend in certain circumstances, right? Well, Tesla and Edison had their duel, their big fight over uh, alternating current or direct current. Straight waves, like really no waves, just straight energy, or alternating up and down waves. Well, I think our lives get caught in patterns. We can rewire those patterns, putting yourself in uh, breakfast with champion rooms, doing things like uh, claim your power, the NLP session, having your next coach, your next mastermind experience, your next book, uh, your next podcast, and then acting differently, even if it's a little bit more. Here's, here's a crazy thing. You want your discomfort you want to be living in your discomfort zone because that's where you grow, right? Three zones, comfort zone, discomfort zone, paralysis zone. And your discomfort zone is only about 10%, roughly 10%, 10 to 20% beyond your comfort zone. So it's not a huge leap. Who can do that, right? All of us can do that. Um, so let me, uh, let me break down a few more uh, details on this uh, fear of poverty. But next one, procrastination. This is another sign that you have fear of poverty. Are you putting off until tomorrow what could be done right now? Um, are you moving forward very slow? Are you procrastinating consciously or unconsciously? All right. And then last one, expecting poverty instead of demanding riches. So subconsciously we can ask and expect for things to not work out. And we got to rewire ourselves and reprogram. But I'm curious, who, who is this resonating with right now? I'm 
Is, this, is anyone resonating with some elements of this fear of poverty? Raise your mic, feel free to share if you want to uh, break through, if something came up for you. Heard someone unmike. Did we have anyone? No worries. All right. So, all right. Um, if you have something you want to share, feel free to message me, okay? Um, and then, how do we overcome this? How do we overcome this? Well, one of the biggest things that I've been doing for the last seven, eight years is not just through my, with myself, but others, how do we overcome fear of poverty? We've got to start with a programming, understanding we're a computer program in a lot of ways. So one thing is look at your environment. If your environment is cluttered, if your environment is um, your physical environment, if it's cluttered, if it's just distracting, and uh, it doesn't inspire you, maybe the walls, even, even like if your home office or your bedroom or your home, if the wall color feels drab, just changing the paint color helps start shifting that environment. So you wanna look at your physical environment, look at what you're wearing. If, I'm, if I wanna feel abundant, I wanna dress abundantly, even if that means I'm wearing, you know, I'm wearing less of my outfits and less of my, my shoes, I want to dress and feel and look abundant and move abundant because I'm going to make different decisions when I'm in a more abundant state. And then what am I soaking my mind in? Am I soaking my mind in news, social media, distractions, um, emails, work? You know, if, if I'm, you know, the reason that book is called Think and Grow Rich and not Grind and Grow Rich and not Work Hard and Grow Rich is because Frankly, it's not absolutely required that you work hard and grow rich. It's actually required that you think and grow rich. Okay? So, what am I doing to soak and marinate my mind? Soak and marinate my mind in, in positive uh, direction and hope and envisioning uh, the future. Like in 20, 2018, I was able to bounce back from that and paid off. Frankly, I ended up paying off over a million dollars in debts and assets and different things that I had to take care of in a very short time period for most people, like 18 months um, is when I took care of you know, a pretty substantial uh, uh, payment process and, and debt load. And um, when I went through that season, what, had, what pulled me through it was like I knew the stories of Walt Disney failing. I knew the stories of Steve Jobs being kicked out of his own company and losing a quarter million dollars, uh, I mean a quarter billion dollars in one year. I learned, knew the stories of Tony Robbins being on, uh, having, having a significant asset pool at age 39, but being cash poor because of a divorce and because of different things, different cascading financial effects. I knew these other stories. I'd read the book Failing Forward by John Maxwell about overcoming failures and, and realizing, hey, like the failures, your setback becomes your set up. I, it was programmed into me, so I was able to move through it a lot faster. doesn't mean it was easy. You know, there were still moments I was, I was like a little puppy with my, my tail tucked between my legs where I was just afraid to talk about it. But now in this next season, in this season, in that season right after that, you know, I started, I created, I wrote three books. One, only one of them is out. Next two are coming out in the next few years. I started re-envisioning, hey, what's my $100 million company gonna be? 
What's my next best-selling book going to be? What's my, what's the, what are the books that are going to get me in the film world and the documentaries and, and movies and how am I going to help my wife get in the film world with her novels? I started envisioning that. I started envisioning my, a powerful alter ego. Magic Mike, you know, is, is, is here. That was weak-ass Willie, was the one that got me in trouble and that uh, had his tail between his legs. But Magic Mike is now here, this alter ego. We'll talk about alter ego a little bit. But Magic Mike shows up and creates magic in people's lives and inspires and equips and helps them unstuck and also helps them create a new channel. You know, one of the cool things about creating a new identity and why, why people that consistently step into a next level of greatness... Part of it is they let go of an old story, an old identity, an old pattern, and the human mind is so rich in its capacity to open itself up to a new identity. And when you step into a new identity, by default, if I have, like Magic Mike walks differently, he moves differently, he, he acts differently, all right, and just for clarity's sake, Magic Mike, my other alter ego, my, one of my positive alter egos, I have a couple of them, uh, Hollywood Mike Z, and I'm building a new one called Wealthy, Wealth Building Mike Zeller. So I've got that one, and I've got a whole journal on concepts I'm working on, because I'm getting back into that wealth building consciousness, all right? But Magic Mike, guess what? He is, just for clarity's sake, he is not good as a dancer. He is really not, I promise you. He is full-on white Kentucky boy that cannot dance very well. My hips do not work the way they should in some of those things, all right? But Magic Mike creates magic in people's lives and creates new identities, new patterns, new trajectories because of that law of physics. You know, Isaac Newton, considered the greatest physicist of all time, he had this law of physics. It says, an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by that outside source. Well, I'm an outside source for people. Other people are an outside source for me. When you get acted upon by an outside source in the law of physics, that new, that crash, the collision, literally changes the waves, changes the patterns. And we get to do that over and over and over in our lives. So I'm curious. You know, for you, what new patterns do you want to create? What new patterns are you creating? And what new patterns, thirdly, what new patterns are you helping others create? You know, it's today, Tuesday. It's a beautiful day. Are you creating new patterns for others? Are you creating new patterns for yourself? And speaking of, before I go any further, if you haven't grabbed my six steps to finding your genius, it's right there on the top. It gives you, you know, my obsession is peak performance. My obsession is helping unlock the genius of others. I believe we're all geniuses. I believe we all have innate, God-given talent that needs to be unpacked, needs to be more deeply aligned with bigger opportunities, more deeply aligned with our gifts. And I want to help you do that. That's my obsession. So it's totally free, six-step guide. You can grab a free copy of my book as well. If you want, uh, after you get that, the next link will take you to grabbing a free copy. Uh, you just have to pay shipping and handling because it is a physical book um, that I will mail out to you or my team will. Um, but I believe in, when we think about poverty and overcoming lack, guess what? You need to find your wealth pathway. 
And, and I unpack a lot of that in the book. For example, I'm a creator on the wealth dynamics side. And if you want the wealth dynamics test, uh, which is my favorite personality test for anyone that is serious about building wealth, like real lasting wealth in their life, um, it's the only personality test that tells you your natural pathway for building wealth. So mine is a, is a, is a creator. There's eight different profiles. And I am born to start and envision and think on the high level, the 30,000 foot level, not the granular level, but I'm born to create in that way. And I'm much better at the start. I'm also born to be more of a risk taker. I'm not gonna be the super cautious guy. I need someone to cover my bag and look at the caution that I'm gonna miss. And it literally says that in my wealth pathway. And if I look back at the time periods in my life, you know, I had, I was doing, uh, at one point in 2017, I was doing like 30 million a year in, in gross revenue. And I had 55 employees in multiple different businesses. And, and I created this. A lot of these things I just birthed out and I was still in the act of creation. And I'm not nearly done. You know, the best years of, of our creation uh, for most men and women, 40 to 60. I'm 42. So I got a lot of great years ahead. Um, but you want to find your natural pathway for building wealth. So that, imagine, here's, here's how you can look at it as a metaphor. Imagine building wealth is like catching butterflies. But I'm running through a field with a net. And trying to catch them and catch them and catch them. This is how 98% of us operate. As we're running through the field trying to catch butterflies. Okay? That gets tired. And you get hot and sweaty, and sometimes the butterflies aren't out, or they're faster and they're running. I don't know if you've tried to catch butterflies with a small net. It's a freaking pain in the butt. It's hard. I, you know, I've done it before when I was a kid. Um, or here's the alternative: you can build a garden where the butterflies naturally come to your garden to drink, to eat, or to mate because you've attracted, you've built your pathway in alignment with who you are. So I wanna invite you guys, like that's part of what we tackle in that Wealth Dynamics test. Feel free to message me if you want the link to that. It's also in my uh, book, but I'll be glad to send that your way. Um, all right, so and it's, it's a test, you gotta pay money for it to get the full report. I don't own the company, unfortunately, I wish I did. Um, but it's a really good profile test and the only one that gives you your breakdown on wealth. So the next thing is to become, to overcome this fear of poverty, besides letting your mind marinate in, in abundance and shifting and changing your environment and, and working on a new identity, a wealthy mindset identity. One of the things you guys can do, and you can journey with me. Um, I'm doing, I literally have a wealth building journal by Wealthy Mike. That's what I'm calling it. I'm going through different books, I'm looking at my resources, I'm gathering assets and data to just pull in all the different things that, uh, that I wanna build wealth around and the different opportunities and help me be more conscious of that. And it's literally all I'm gonna do in this journal is work on the wealth side. And you're welcome to do that. And in fact, I'll probably create a little bit more uh, content around this. Um, I already have an abundance community 
Uh, it's 33 days to rewire your mindset around abundance. So I'm going to post that here right at the top. You're welcome to join that. And it goes through my abundance journal and then I take some meditations. Uh, it's only five bucks a month. So you guys can join that if you want. Um, but the thing that you want to look at is how am I soaking? Am I soaking myself in environments and people and places? The, the, another thing that I want to plant the seed on is keep putting yourself in proximity um, to what you want. For example, uh, right now, I'm not ready yet to buy a Porsche Taycan, but I really like this all-electric Porsche you know, that they have. But I also really like the Tesla Plaid too, so who knows, I might get a Tesla again. But I had a Tesla P90D that I got rid of in 2019, and I loved it. It was my favorite. It was there, you know, I had ludicrous mode. It was a beast. It was an amazing, amazing vehicle. And I really miss my Tesla. I have an Audi right now. I love my Audi too, but something about a Tesla and all electric torque. And what I did though, before I bought it, and I encourage you guys to do this, to dream and envision. It's like Jim Carrey wrote that check for acting, you know, $10 million acting services rendered. What about you? You know, what, what vehicle, what house, what payday do you want? Write it out and envision it. See it in your mind's eye over and over. And for the beautiful thing about cars is most dealerships will actually let you drive. Uh, their, you know, their cars. Now, Ferrari won't let you do that. McLaren probably won't let you do that. But um, you can go, like Porsche, I've gone down and driven the Porsche Taycan four times just to let my mind soak in it. Smell hey, the hey Mike, car. can I ask you a question, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Why have such limiting mindset, Mike? Come on, <laughs> think and grow rich. Get the Porsche and the Tesla and the Audi, brother. Magic Mike. Let's go. <laughs> That's a good point. Why not get all of them? I like it. I will. I'll take you up on that challenge. Yeah, actually, at the time, you know, my wife and I had three three cars, and two of them were dream cars. And mine had a BMW M3 and then the Tesla. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, so it's a good call. But guys, I want to invite you guys. What's a bold thing that you guys want to do to step into your next level of abundance and to put yourself in proximity? And, you know, some of the things we do, like my wife and I, we went to Europe for six weeks in 2020. And I'm um, sorry, actually, we went for over two months, uh, but we were in Ireland for six weeks. And my wife loves this, like this beautiful, I forgot the name of the place right now, but it's absolutely gorgeous. And it's like 1200 bucks a night, $1,300 a night. We didn't stay there because I was like, ah, that's kind of a wasted expense. I was still paying off some debts too. And... Uh, so it was in 2020, but we went and had a beautiful, one of those like five course lunches that it's like 120 bucks a person, just to put ourselves in that environment, to remind ourselves who we really are and where we're going. So you want to put yourself in proximity to whatever you can afford. You know, sometimes when I was younger and had less, less income, I might just go to the fancy place, the fancy restaurant or hotel and have a cup of tea. That's all I needed, a cup of tea, and a cookie or whatever, a little piece of cake, instead of a full you know, meal that would be a hundred bucks, but you soak it in and you're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna be here. This is where I belong. And you let yourself get in proximity and see that wealth is safe, that abundance is safe, all right? That you are worthy of it. So I wanna invite you guys to do that. 
who's willing to do something along those lines to stretch their, their abundance quotient? Who would like to share? Who's, gonna, who's inspired to do something to either put yourself in proximity or, uh, yeah, go ahead, Peter. Love, love to hear from you, brother. Peter, are you there? I saw you flash. No worries. Anyone else want to share on that? Where they're going to stretch into their next level of abundance. Mr. Michael, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful, my friend. Go ahead and share. Excited. Yeah, hey, I, wanted to, I wanted to settle in and listen. I'm actually sitting in an infrared sauna right now if you hear an echo, so I apologize for that. Um, I think what I'm trying to do to stretch is get a 30,000 foot view and kind of get my hands out of the sauce a little bit, right? We all get so busy handling the minutia that we kind of lose the vision. Um, I spent two weeks away with my wife and really did get perspective, but then got dragged into the mud right when I got back. So every day just trying to reset, hit that 30,000 foot view and make sure I'm focusing on the big things and delegating the things that I know other people can do, but I've convinced myself that only I can do, right? So that's really where I'm trying to push myself right now. Love it. Love it. And a uh, great example of that. So guys, last, two weeks ago, one of my consulting clients, so he owns a big car dealership. He's got about 250 employees. And, and we broke down his hourly. And, and this is part of what I do in some of my other mentorship programs. And, and I'll be doing in some of these wealth exercises is you, you identify what is my $10 an hour activity? What's my $100 an hour activity? What's my $1,000 an hour activity? And what's my $10,000 an hour activity? And you start realizing, oh, so much of my creative energetic bandwidth is spent doing $10 an hour activities versus 100 or 1,000. And, and where can I create value? Where are my skills, my insight, my relationships, my talents, my energy? Where is it best used? And then when you create a lot of awareness around it, like that client, you know, we realize, hey, he's doing a lot of freaking things um, in the $100 and $10 an hour activities, and he's got a massive business. He needs to have more space to do those $10,000 an hour activities. I've got another couple guys that are luxury home builders and real estate developers that I'm mentoring. And same type thing. Um, but you could be a you know, stay-at-home mom right now and, and start looking at, hey, where are my higher value activities that I can leverage, all right? So that's a, a great share, Justin. Love that. Other shares that you guys have. Anyone else? Hey, Michael, TM, yeah. man. I mean, I... I what you just stated, I think, even off of Justin's comments, spot on where I am, man. You know, last six months, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of things that I enjoy doing uh, aren't necessarily, you know, gleaning, um, you know, the, the, the value, right, that, um, that it should be. And so offloading is, is really what I've been focused on, really to just receive, um, you know, bigger and better things, uh, right? I mean, I've always strived but how I utilize my time. And it's easy for me to, you know, help others to optimize and, and tell others, right, what they uh, will suggest to others, you know, uh, strategies. But what I realize is I'm doing a lot of, um, you know, tasks I enjoy, but I, I need to delegate, right? So offloading, um, you know, things that take time, uh, a way that aren't valuable, as well as creating space, man. I'm, I'm offloading things as well. I have a lot of things. Um, and if I'm going to, I realize if I'm going to receive, um, you know, new, if I'm going to go to the next level, I got to be able to 
let right of, of some of the stuff that I have. I'm not talking about I'm talking about tangible things. Right. Um, you know, give away, sell, throw away. Um, right. But just kind of making space for the new and offloading as well as just being more of how I invest my time. Uh, extremely important. So good. So good, TM. And one of the crazy things that I want to unpack for a sec is TM just mentioned something. And if you guys don't follow him yet, give him a follow. But he mentioned something about, hey, he's got to get rid of some of this stuff. It's called the law of the vacuum. In the, in the wealth laws, this is the law of the vacuum, which means that as long as something is there, that there's no space for the new thing. So think about toxic people. You have toxic, negative people in your life. Uh, we've all had them, right? But as long as they are there, guess what? You don't have space for the new. You don't have space for positive, uh, joyful people. If, you, if there's a, uh, your mind, your life, your mental state is filled with clutter. That's why you don't want to, you know, in the morning, the, one of the worst things to do is check your phone, check your email, check your social media. You want to have, use that precious time to lock in to what you want to create. And uh, if you have uh, poverty mindset around certain things, then you got to delete the things that trigger positive mindset. You literally got to delete. It's purging. It's, it's like doing a physical cleanse where you're detoxing. Some of us need to do a detox of our mind. Some of us need to do a detox of our words. Like one of the things I've done before is like no complaining for a week. How, what, if, what if I didn't complain for a whole week? What if I created a no complaining challenge, right? Um, TM, I saw you flash. Anything you want to add there, my friend? Just, just agreeing, just agreeing. All right, cool. Well, guys, I want to invite well, you guys. Who do you need? Go ahead, yeah. Who do you need to detox and what do you need to detox to create space for the new? Because once there's space, now something new can step in because nature abhors a vacuum, right? Like if you take air out of a room, guess what? More air wants to rush in to fill that room. Um, who, who wanted to hey. share? I heard hey, something. Michael, this is Renee Noor. And yeah, Renee, I go ahead. know I really appreciate your segment every week. You always know how to bring, you know, always um, just helping us to really put everything in alignment. And I enjoy everyone's shares, Justin, as well as TM. And TM definitely poured in some amazing information with Stephen this morning. You know, where we are right now, you know, we, I gather we're doing about the same thing. You know, one of the greatest things that we have to keep doing is just, um, you know, re not only reprogramming our brains, but constantly re you know reintroducing our brains to just good information over and over again. Detoxing is probably one of the healthiest things that we could possibly do, not only from our innocent, you know, from our inner um, inner side, but also on the outside, just with some of the negativity that's been, you know, pulling us away from just truly reaching our full potential. You know, as we're reading Think and Grow Rich as a group, and every week we break it down one chapter at a time, so it can truly get in 
you know, who can get truly engulfed in it, you know, and one of the greatest chapters, you know, is all about the power of the thought, you know, you are the master of your fate and the captain of your soul. And a lot of us, unfortunately, have been giving a lot of our power away to the wrong people. We've been giving ourselves and unfortunately, they're so toxic, we start thinking twice about our own goals. And one of the greatest things that we can do, I always say you got to cut that umbilical cord because when you cut that umbilical cord, it cannot come back. You don't want to move backwards. You got to keep moving forward. You know, we visualize a lot. And with that visualization, it truly puts you into the place of where you're going. Because one of the things I share with our team, when you go backwards, sometimes it takes you five steps backwards just to make that one step forward. So when you keep moving forward, just let everything else go. Even we have to divorce the person that we thought we were in order for us to grow into the person we need to become. And again, that repetition, you know, how we retrain our brains is so important to our core right now. And I always I love to say this, you know, you can do, my dad used to tell me this also, you can do bad all by yourself. So if you have people that's bringing you down, let them go. Find the right group of individuals, the right, um, your, your right team that's going to elevate you, that's going to cheer you on, that's going to encourage you from every day, every way. And I'm just grateful for you. Thank you for what you pour into us. Your genius is so, you just have so many gifts and I'm just grateful to be a part of this segment today. Thank you. Again. Uh, Renee, thanks for your brilliance and thanks for sharing my friend. Oh. And, um, Go, uh, who, uh, who, sh who is going to share? Gotta Me. Make it real quick. Yes, you <laughs> Me, Michael. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Good morning, Michael. Good morning, everyone here. Breakfast of Champions on stage as well as down below. Sending you so much love for us. Michael, love, love, love your shares every time you come on. And uh, you share on topics that I'm super passionate about. Um, if I could just share a, a quick point that I hopefully can help to edify somebody who's maybe struggling or hurting on the same lines of what you're talking about. Um, a few years ago, I was in church and this wonderful pastor, Lon Solomon, uh, said this. He said, I wish for each of you to rotor rooter your hearts out. Now, what was he talking about? He was talking about the company, the plumbing company, Rotor Rooter. And just a visual, I'm a very visual person. So when this, when he said this to me, my gosh, it's never left me. So I thought, to, thought it was probably apt to share this. Um, what he was talking about is literally every single day, and this is what I do as a practice, if we could actually, just like the plumbing company, rotor rooter and clean out all the gunk that leads up every artery, every little capillary, every valve, and clean out all that garbage and take it. Well, for me, guys, forgive me, as a Christian, I talk about the Lord, but whoever your, your bigger, higher power is, your spiritual power is, you know, just visualize that in your mind. And you're taking all this gunk out of your body. And you're, for me, I say, I drop it at the feet of the Lord. So whoever, wherever you need to take it out, as long as it comes out of your body and it exits and it's gone, then exactly like you said, Michael, we leave room to clean our entire system out. And just imagine, I visualize pouring just like fresh blood into your arteries, your veins, and all of that so you can just remain a clean vessel so we could just fill our cup 
and we can give out and pour out to others. So I wanted to just share that with you. Thank you, Michael. Mm. Thank you for giving me time and, and on this on the stage. Bless you all. This is Louise, and I love each and every one of you here. This is Louise, and I'm out. Thank you, Louise. Beautiful share, guys. Well, guys, I want to turn it over to C Rock here in just a sec, guys. If you want to join and get that five, it's five dollars a month for the abundance. Thirty-three days of guided exercises to find your next level of abundance, and I'll be posting other content in there. The link is above, so go ahead and grab that right now because I'm going to post the six steps to find your genius guide again in case you guys want to grab that. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.